Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Giulio Consiglio, spiritual teacher and author who focuses on the transformative power of inner stillness and the mind-body-spirit connection. Today, he will show us some of his personal UFO photographs and videos, as well as talk about exercises and meditations to open up your third eye and improve your innate psychic abilities. Julio, thank you so much for being my guest today and welcome. Jeff, thank you for having me on your podcast. It's a tremendous pleasure to be here. All right. If you don't mind, let's start with your UFO photographs and videos and then we'll get into the third eye stuff. Sounds good. So these sightings began October 8th, 2020. Uh, the two neighbors and I, we live in a four row townhouse and we were hanging out uh, that evening. And the first sighting was actually a hula hoop shaped black object that had no propellers, no sound, and was moving maybe four or 500 feet above us. We watched at this as this object approached us and we started saying, you know, it could this be a drone? It did not fit that. We then walked over to the sidewalk and we watched it disappear a couple of miles out. Five minutes after that, at about 6.48 p.m., we're at the far side of the backyard and I see this object, which I'm going to share right now. I caught this on video. It was coming through the clouds. What is that? There is a bunch of weird shit. <laughs> like that, that's I don't hear any sound. Was there any sound with that? There was no sound with that. And we stood there for a few minutes, kind of shocked at what we were looking at because the trajectory that it was coming down. Uh, when I looked at it with my own eyes, I saw a pill-shaped object. I didn't see any wings, no sound. And actually, the sun was setting. And the way the sun was hitting it, it actually appeared brighter and incredibly shiny to the naked eye. Did it just completely disappear? Or what happened at the end? Where did it go? It essentially just came out of our view. So we watched it for about 12 or 14 seconds and uh, just watched it sort of disappear in midair at that point. Do you think you can guess at the size of that object? That would be a hard one. But if I had to guesstimate, I would say smaller than, larger than a, a small Cessna, but a lot smaller than, let's say, you know, an aircraft carrier, a, a larger jet. I think it had to be at least somewhat big to even spot it in the air. I would have to agree. So I would say, you know, something between, you know, a Cessna-shaped object, uh, airplane, 
and and a jet. So so it was enough that it caught my eye the second it came out of the clouds. Now you just happened to be looking at the clouds or what? That's what what was interesting is is I was sort of facing that way. So it's not like in other experiences that I would have later on. I was actually getting vibrational hits to go outside. Hmm. I was actually getting the sense. And there were even some times where I was actually ignoring that sense. And I got a text from one of my neighbors, get out here quick. And I went out there and there was quite a lot of uh, action in the sky. That's good that you bring that up because I was going to ask, were you doing anything psychically or meditating that day? Basically, how I operate is I sort of live sort of in a wakeful state. So I make almost essentially every moment a meditation. So I live in the present moment. And uh, so I'm I'm sort of very in tune to my environment. I'm very in tune, you know, to the energy within me and, and without. So um, at, at that point, it was just look up and seeing this. It, it immediately uh, caught my eye. It wasn't something I could miss. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you were getting buzzed or something to go outside? Later on, as we started to experience more and more of these sightings, I would get a vibrational urge, sort of like a hit to go outside. And oftentimes when I'd go out there, there would either be spontaneous flashes of light or these objects in the sky. And a lot of times they would appear from a distance and then vanish in front of us. So white objects and at other times cruising at a dim light and then coming incredibly bright and then vanishing into thin air. You said you got hit or like a vibrational urge. Did you just kind of have this knowingness that, hey, go outside and look and you kind of felt like a buzzing sensation in your body? It was sort of like an instant knowing. So it was just a, a, a download. It's similar to, for example, when I, when I write, uh, the information is sort of already sitting there and I'm translating. So when that energy in particular came down, I just sort of intuitively knew head, head outside. All right, let's see your other um, content that you have. Okay, so this actually happened um, May 2018. I was power walking at Bayfront Park in Hamilton when for no reason, as I came around a turn, I decided to take a picture of the sky. And because there was so much glare, I couldn't look at the picture until I got home. When I got home later on, I noticed the interesting um, cloud formation. If you look to the cloud on the left, that reminds me sort of a, of a, if you had to use the word gray, that reminds me of a gray. And then there appears to be another one to the right. Can you circle them for us? Okay. So right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see one. that. Yeah. And then this one seems to have a bit of a broader head. And then you sort of see two larger eyes there. Yeah. Now, you just felt the urge to take a picture of the sky. You didn't actually see that while you were walking? A absolutely. So I stopped for no reason. I've never done that before. I took a picture, finished my power walk, finished, did my three laps, drove home, and later on uh, took a look. And, and it sort of, the cloud struck me. 
Mm. So I've shown this to, to quite a few people and mm. uh, they've commented, it, it, they look like faces. I made not, I really didn't make nothing of it after that. And, um, you know, it took two years before, essentially a little over two years before we started having sightings. So mm -hmm. I didn't make much of this. Mm -hmm. Just going to exit there mm -hmm. um, until later on. Now I have another video and this one's kind of interesting. So this was uh, December 4th, 2021 was a very active night. So I'll start with this one. It looks like, you know, you would see... This is interesting. They're very close to each other. Is that one craft or two? Excellent. So excellent question. So those are two separate objects. And what I gather from that, do you want me to show that again? Yes, please. This is interesting. They're very close to each other. I almost feel like it's one craft and, and because the way the lights are moving with each other, they don't, I mean, they're moving perfectly as, you know what I mean? Like on each edge of the ship, but I could be wrong, but I mean, they're, they're both moving so perfectly together, you know, and one's not kind of moving a little faster or, or pulling away from the other one. What do you think? When we were observing that with the naked eye, we could see no body between those lights. Mm. Now, I have another video from that night as well. So these objects were appearing red to us, and this is what we initially saw. Several of these objects, slow moving, red in color. So that's how the night began. That mm -hmm. was that night where I got the urge to go out. I sort of ignored it. Mm -hmm. My neighbor texted me, get out here, there's action. And when I came outside, they were watching a couple of red objects just cruising along the night sky and then vanishing thin air. A few minutes later, we saw those two sort of looking lights that seemed quite in tandem, but we saw nothing. There was no noise, there was no body connecting them do your neighbors have any psychic powers like you uh i'm gonna say they are spiritual when i moved here um a couple of years ago you know you know you ask the usual questions what do you do and so i shared some copies of my books with them and so so they're spiritual um but we never we never expected to start experiencing um things like this do you think because of the work that you do, you attracted these aliens? I'm getting a, sort of a an awareness that it it's my it, it, it that's exactly it. It's my awareness that has allowed me to uh, sort of become aware of them. So after that initial experience back in October 2020, we we now go forward and. In the following year, we're in the backyard, and this is maybe, it's October, and this is maybe 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, and I'm standing in the middle of the backyard, and I suddenly decide to move a little bit further from the guys, and we're just chatting, and I get the vibrational urge to look straight up, and I, I always say this in, in interviews, had I not witnessed this with these two other gentlemen, I'd be very hesitant to to talk about this because mm -hmm. it's quite incredible. Yeah. I looked up 
and about three to 400 feet above us was a black, silent triangle moving incredibly slowly. One of my neighbors thought, oh, it's a flock of birds. Mm-hmm. I said, come, come closer. It was blended into the night sky. It had no lights, and the only reflection was coming off the street lamps. We were so stunned to this day. I'm sort of surprised because I'm writing about this right now. We were so in shock. We're, I was like, why didn't we run out to, this, to the um, sidewalk to, to continue to observe it? But we stood there for about 10, 15 seconds and just watched this pass over us. My thoughts were that it was you know, contacting you first to tell you, hey, come outside and see. But what's interesting is your neighbors are somehow getting contacted or I don't know what's going on, but they're even calling you and saying, come out and see it. Like they're seeing it before you are. Absolutely. So one of my neighbors, Matt, he actually, uh, after that first sighting, he made a comment that he has in the past, you know, seen objects in the distant sky. Mm -hmm. But since we've been uh, witnessing these uh, sightings together, the triangle in particular, he's never seen anything like that before. And all I can do is even when I went is, is describe it because you're seeing something that a shouldn't be there and B how is it able to do this move so slowly vanish into thin air silent it's it's actually it's it's been I put it right up there with spiritual awakening it's that profound can you describe the emotions that you felt when you see these was it fear excitement exhilaration confusion or all of the above it's interesting. I actually wrote about this two days ago. The initial emotion is shock. And then there's some excitement, a little bit of bewilderment. And just that sort of, you know, how, how, how it, it, again, how is this possible? But we have to understand that in this quantum field, in this, in this nothingness that we don't really have access yet to, there is a whole other, you know, a whole other, you know, multiple dimensions and beings. So it goes beyond the conditioned mind of what we actually think is possible. Have you ever considered buying an astronomy green laser, which they're probably pretty cheap on eBay. At least they used to be probably less than $20 that, and if you don't know what, what those are, it's like a laser pointer, but it's the green ones. You can see the beam just go right through space, kind of like a laser sword, right? As you, and they use them for astronomies to look at stars. But it would be really interesting if you got one and just pointed it at their ship and see what would happen. That would be interesting. I actually purchased the red laser pointer, but I don't think it's, a, it's quite as powerful um, yeah. as I had hoped for. Yeah, probably won't do it. The green ones will. I had a I had a guest before that you did that to a UFO and according to him the next night they paid him a visit. So I'm glad I'm giving you that warning because they may pay you In, a visit. Interesting. The the thing is this there there was absolutely um because I've had paranormal experiences before and after making uh, my shift in consciousness there was absolutely no fear whatsoever. If anything like I said um tremendous excitement and um you know, a, a very uplifting, even with the other guys, a very uplifting experience. Do you have any other photos or videos to show us? I do. This, so this was taken September 2021. And um, it was, let me move that over. It was dusk. And I thought, this is interesting. It's an interesting 
shaped cloud mm -hmm. and it seems to have a shadow yeah that's amazing because it, my first thought would be what would it be casting a shadow on but it appears to be casting a shadow on the other clouds above it and to be able to do that your light source would have to be on the ground facing up because i don't think the sun would be you know it's above obviously above the planet what are your when, thoughts when on I, that when i look at this um it, that shadow to me it, it, it's hard to reconcile with i i sent this off to uh, a friend of mine in the U.S. who's been in this uh, field of work, you, you know, UFOlogy, and um, she sent it to someone else, and he essentially came back and said, unidentified bright light. That's all he, he, he came back with. I have another interesting video. Now, this is with my brother-in-law, and this is July. 2021 i'll play it for you first now you're gonna see do you see there, there's a there seems to be a star there in the lower right of the screen uh kind of to me center center lower center, right exactly right so so keep your eye at the third second i'm coaxing these flashing lights to flash and to the left you're gonna see a, a, a noticeable flash at the at the three second mark and then my brother-in-law and I are going, you know, go, do it again. And then around the 14th second mark, you're going to see one not as powerful. So, so I'm going to play it. Before you play it, you said you're coaxing them. So yes. are you just speaking out loud? Hey, flash force or something. Exactly. So, so I, I would say things like go bright or do it again, go bright. And uh, at times they do and at times they don't. But uh, on this particular evening... Um, they, they were, hmm. the, the lights were taking place. All right, let's see it. Okay. Do it again. Come on. Do it again. There he goes. Yeah. Do it again. Bigger. Let's have a big flash. Bigger, Do it again. Bigger, bigger, bigger. Big flash. Bigger. Big flash. Come on. There he goes. Big flash. Come on. Big flash. It looked like I saw two flashes. Were there two or one? Well, I, I see what you're saying. There, there appeared to be one a further upper left, I think. Right, yeah. Is that what you saw? I so, saw so, that, yeah, one there and one close to the star. Yeah, I noticed that after I looked at the video, but the one that struck me was the one that was closer to it. And then there is a smaller one you know, it does it again. Do you want me to play that one more time? Yes, please. Okay. So at the three second mark and then a, around the 14 second. Do it again. Come on. Do it again. There he goes. Yeah. Do it again. Bigger. Let's have a big flash. Bigger, Do it again. Bigger, bigger, bigger. Big flash. Bigger. Big flash. Come on. There he goes. Big flash. Come on. Big flash, and, and that's ha and that's happened a, f a, a few times. So, um, uh, in one instance, I went to throw recycling out, in you know, right outside my doorstep in the backyard, 
and a massive flash came through the sky. And that evening, about 20 minutes later, Matt, and I, my neighbor Matt and I, we had a sighting with with the triangle. So I've made a connection. When those flashes take place, I know what's doing it. It took me a while to figure it out, to to to, to realize what's going on. But um, that's you know sometimes they will do it when you ask, and at other times you're you know you're back there and it you know they're doing it when they feel like it. Well, it makes me wish that I was your neighbor. <laughs> Is that the most recent one? No, we had a triangle sighting January 2nd, but through, throughout this whole uh, time, we do, I mean, in the summer, especially like mm. I have about 30 videos on my phone, but you will see objects in the sky from a distance and then they vanish, you know, off, you know, 99% of the time mm -hmm. they vanish. Uh, but uh, January 2nd, we had uh, another sighting with the triangle uh, May 18th. 2021 was a pretty profound uh, experience. So we were in the backyard. And so this is now we had already experienced the, the triangle the first time. So we're in the backyard talking. I'm facing the parking lot in the backyard. It's a pretty big parking lot. And there's 30 foot Christmas trees surrounding our backyard. There's no fence. And as we're talking, triangle comes out of nowhere, appears. I scream out triangle. And I was so locked on it that I counted one, two, three, four pads. The guys turned around. We watched it cruise over the other neighbor's house and vanish. We stood there again, like in shock of what happened. About three or four minutes passed. And Triangle came back. And this time it was separating into four parts. I screamed, it's back. My neighbor, Matt, screamed, bullshit. I said, turn around. They turned around, and it was actually, before our eyes, transforming and then vanished. That was, to this day, the most incredible sighting we've ever had. Do you think that the sightings are increasing in frequency? I would say in frequency and sort of intensity. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it started off that one in October 2020, and then, you know, several months later, and now it's been, uh, you know, every few months. Those are some amazing pictures and videos that you have. And I appreciate you sharing them with us. I kind of want to jump into this because you are also an author and your book is called Open Your Third Eye, Activate Your Sixth Chakra and Develop Your Psychic Abilities. Can we kind of go back to the beginning and have you tell us how you started developing these psychic abilities? Uh, absolutely. So, uh between the ages of 19 and 33, I suffered from intense anxiety. Despite that intense anxiety, which now I, I realize was just incredible hypersensitivity to energy, to mine and those around me. Despite those feelings, I never let it stop me. So I went away to school. I got my degree in the United States in dental hygiene. I came back. I became an educator and clinician. And when I came back, my older brother, Steve, was diagnosed with cancer. He fought it for a year and passed away. That had a profound impact on me. I went on to marry my high school sweetheart only 15 months later to have that marriage collapse, break apart. Now, 
Coming into the following year, so this is now coming into 2004, several months after that marriage fell apart, I was given a cancer diagnosis. Mm. Now, you would think maybe that was enough to set off a spontaneous awakening. The universe, source, God was not done with me yet. It was the fall, October 2005. I'm a very light sleeper, and I've always been. I was half awake, half asleep in my bed when I suddenly sensed a very evil presence hovering above my bed. As I looked down at my sheets, they were suddenly being pulled off me. I sat up, shocked more than anything that this could even happen. I went downstairs, said a few prayers, and tried to fall asleep. The following morning, I went back upstairs, and this time I could sense that darkness around the threshold of my master bedroom. I blew past it, and I essentially told it to take a hike. I jumped in the shower, and I'm going to say that was the, my lowest of lows. And I called out, and I essentially said in the shower, show me another way or take me out because I've had enough. Several weeks later, I was staring at a book by, of all names, Dr. Daniel Amen. Hmm. And the book was Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. I had stared at that book for two weeks and never picked it up. Finally, I got the urge to buy it. Essentially, I don't think I even got past page 65. There was a phrase in there, a sentence that said, when you allow negative thoughts to go unchallenged, that struck me. But nothing had clicked yet. This one day, I went to work, and I had a patient cancel. And I did what I usually did. I jump in my car, drive a few blocks, and just try to relax. Because working in a dental field, there's a lot of stress in terms of patience and fear. So I left the office and I, I always did that. As I'm sitting there, I began to reflect on that statement. And the instant I reflected on that statement, as, as clear as you can hear me now, a voice came through my chest, not male or female and said, challenge your thoughts. In that instant, my third eye cracked open and began to vibrate intensely and began to automatically shut down every automatic negative thought that was coming to my consciousness. Now, the incredible thing is, I still had one more patient to get to. I went back to the office, but this now activated force is automatically shutting down any negative energy, any negative thought that's coming to me. I was on autopilot. I finished the patient and it's now starting to rain. I, I finished work at five o'clock and I'm driving home and it's raining hard and I'm still experiencing this profound, newly activated energy, shutting down this fear, this negative energy that I've been experiencing for so many years. I got home, I jumped on the couch and I said, just let me die. And I popped out. I don't know how long I was gone. And I came back. When I came back, I realized what had happened. Within a week, I began writing automatically by the end of December, so about a month, six weeks later, I held my first workshop on enlightenment, and I wrote my first book over a seven, 10-day period at Christmas, Challenge Your Thoughts. What do you mean you popped out? The experience is known as dying before you die. So in that surrendered state, I experienced that dying before you die. My consciousness, my soul left my body. When I came back, I felt 
the weight that I'd been carrying for all those years was completely gone. After you left, where did you go? Do you have any conscious memory of that? And if so, what happened while you were out? That's a great question. And I have absolutely no recollection of where I went or what happened. When I came back, I knew something profound had happened. And it took weeks, months to finally understand as I began to automatic write. Um, I'd be driving to work and have to pull over on the highway because it was coming down pretty hard and fast. So um, the, the, the shift that had taken place is essentially this. As human beings, all of us are conditioned to operate between the past and future. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the consciousness that we have as human beings. What I felt from that is profoundly stuck because the quality of my thoughts were in, were quite dark, were in essence attacking me. And there was perfection in that because without that, that heaviness, I would not have sought or desired another way. So what happened was I became profoundly aware of the reality of the present moment. And so that is what I describe as the ascension ladder. So when you're centered in the now, that's where you align with your highest self, with the soul, with inner stillness. And when the past and future arise, you observe it rather than identifying with it. And that was my liberation when I had that inner realization. So when you're living in the now, is the monkey chatter and your brain gone and you're not thinking about the, the past at all? You're not having thoughts about the present? Your mind is just laser focused Clear. on what you're doing right now. Exactly. So the mind is quiet or silenced. And the funny thing is, is as a child, uh, I, 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 acute, I, I, I recall sitting in front of my dad's hardware store, being in the moment and just having that quiet mind. It's when I hit 19, 20, I began to experience, it was never really a, 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 an, a, um, a stream of thought. It was energies that would attack whenever I unconsciously came out of that moment. So what happened is, or what happens now is, when you're deeply present, the vibrational frequency within you is raised to the point where those automatic negative thoughts cannot exist in that dimension. Some call it 5D. It's been described as new earth. It's essentially, and it's within all of us. So no one can add it. It's, it's within all of us, inner, that, that beingness of inner stillness. It's just that it's been blanketed by uh, our human conditioning. Do you think activating your third eye can be taught? And if so, how can we teach ourselves? That's a great question. The, as I describe in the book, uh, Open Your Third Eye, is for most of us, for virtually all of us, that third eye is already activated. It's we're already experiencing, you know, intuition, you know, guidance. But to have it completely open, that's actually, you know, when it actually opens, that's uh, an act of grace. So what it is, is you want to create that desire. So if you have that desire to, to shift, if you have that desire, that burning desire, you know, you know, that for, for relief and uh, experience that quiet, it's desire is the key. And then there's, you know, surrendering and then leaving it up to source God, the universe on when it'll actually take place. But you can, 
you know, just realizing, and this is this is quite important, just realizing that there is a state of consciousness beyond or something else that we can become aware of beyond the thinking mind, that alone opens up potential to possibility now. So now it becomes a possibility. There is another level of consciousness. And this is where actually humanity is headed. Uh, in, in the book I'm writing now regarding these ETs, they're saying when I'm, when I'm communicating with them is meet us halfway. They, they want us to leave behind the violence, the hate, the feelings of separation, because inner stillness is that universal consciousness that connects us with them and us. It is universal. It is transcendent. Yes, they may be more, you know, have greater technology, but that comes with deeper understanding. But the basis for the core of their beingness is inner stillness because that permeates the entire universe. It's unconditional love in essence. Have you considered getting hypnotized to see what happened while you popped out? That's a great question. I actually haven't contemplated that. Um, but I, I have sort of, you know, you know, I'm going to use the word wondered uh, what happened, but um, I, 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 I sense, you know, when I, when I, when I, surrendered at that moment like when i said just let me die that was like me surrendering to life surrendering to source surrendering to god essentially you know not my will anymore you know do what you will with me and um all i know is when i when i made that return back i was aware of what happened and then like i said i, I began to operate through this frequency of inner stillness and i realized Okay, so as these thoughts come and go, I realized I was no longer identifying with them, but realized it was the egoic or thinking mind. Again, it is a necessary part of this experience, but it, in relation to inner stillness, it's actually a very small aspect to who we are, the totality of who we truly are. So how would someone know if they activated their third eye fully? you cannot mistake the activation with a third eye with anything else when activated the forehead will begin to vibrate and it essentially takes over in the sense that it begins to automatically shut down negative thought and that activation is really not something that uh, can be ignored i will mention this though in my case there was a, an incredibly white hot burning desire uh, to shift. So there was a lot of intensity. There are others who practice meditation and they, you know, that unfolding happens over a couple of years. You know, in my case, there was so many challenges and adversity that I, I was ready. I was completely ready. Uh, whereas, you know, if if someone's not experiencing that that you know that that degree of of adversity, it'll probably happen a little bit slower. So that that's what I get from that. In the beginning, you said that you had anxiety, but then you realized that the anxiety was just some type of energy that you were trying to handle or something. I don't remember the exact words, but now, do you still feel that energy the same way? But you don't classify it as 
anxiety anymore or has that feeling completely subsided? So what happens now is I realize uh, that we're all one, that we're all connected. So me not understanding that oneness before I made the shift, when I would experience other people's fears or even my own, uh, I was told that was anxiety. And I'll, and I'll mention this. I remember going to my family doctor real quick and, and saying at 19 or 20, I don't understand, doc. I have more courage in my pinky than all my friends combined. I don't know why I feel this way. So I took the conventional route, you know, and nothing worked. So he sent me to a specialist and the specialist at 24, uh, I was 24. He said to me, you're going to be sitting up in your coffin having panic attacks. What that did to me in that moment hmm. actually did not create despair within me. It actually, I remember having a thought that come that came to me that said, come one way or another, I'm going to find a way. And he sort of, and he laughed as, as he actually said that. Um, so it took another nine, nine years, but, um, you know, I, 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 I made that shift. So that energy now, if I do experience it, you know, even though I have that reality of the now, but if, if I use relativity, when I do experience it, it's immediately consumed by inner stillness because there's no reaction within me. So when fear needs fear to, to be energized and sort of perpetuate when you're operating through stillness and that fear comes, you actually deactivate it before it even becomes an emotion. So mm -hmm. it actually is consumed within your consciousness as it arises in a thought. How can third eye alignment help us in our everyday lives? So being aligned with the third eye and, and having that awareness um, d does many things. So first of all, you become more centered and more balanced. And it's actually quite renewing. So when you're operating through the third eye, you're present of the, you're aware of the present moment, but also as automatic negative thoughts arise, you observe them instead of reacting to them, but also you consciously place the conscious thought. So for example, if the thought comes, I'm stuck or I'm feeling stuck, you would observe it instead of react to it and then replace it with I am. And the word, the words I am is very powerful because it's not, I will be, it is now. And it's, I am already moving forward in life. There's an example of how to challenge that thought and a positive thought is a lot more powerful than a negative thought. From your understanding, what are paranormal phenomena? Paranormal phenomena from a, 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 a third dimensional or human aspect is essentially anything that is out of the norm. So seeing a, a shadow people, seeing an apparition, uh, those are things that you're not supposed to, to see. But from a quantum field or spiritual vantage point, you realize that they are just other expressions of consciousness. So when you have the understanding of, of what they are, uh, you could approach them with greater clarity and fearlessness rather than confusion and, you know, what is going on. So do you think all these other conscious energies are neutral, good, bad, or all of the above? I, I, I will mention this. So with the uh, shadow people or, or the shadows we experience, um, to, to offer some in understanding from, from, from my perspective is, so we are a mind, body, spirit. And when a person dies, 
we leave behind the two densest aspects. We leave the physical body and we leave the egoic mind or the egoic personality or the negative that, 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 that counter to our light, that negative self. That negative self is what I describe as these shadow entities. And I've had experiences with them. And they, because th this is what the ego is in nature, is attachment. It, it has attachments. So usually wherever a person passes, that is usually where that egoic shadow self remains. And I'll give a perfect example. Uh, about a year and a half ago, as I was finishing the book, I went to go look at uh, a farmhouse that was for sale about two hours away. And because of all these restrictions, the real estate agent, she let me in the front door and she said, I'm going to walk to the back. She said, help yourself, go ahead, uh, you know, and come get me when you're, when you're done. So I walked in and I didn't really sense anything yet. I was in the kitchen area and then to the left was a large family room. Behind the family room was a large master bedroom. When I walked in there, I sensed a heaviness, anger, fear. And to be honest, it was the feeling or sense or stink of death. I turned the lights on and there were two large lights and I noticed the lights, it's still dark in here with the lights on. So I tried to ignore what I was feeling and which was a great lesson. And I went on, you know, did my room measurements and I was checking the electrical receptacles. I went on and I went to the rest of the house and everything seemed okay. And I met her outside and then I said to her, I'm being guided to go back in. I'm gonna go back to that bedroom. When I went back into that bedroom, the energies now were overwhelming. So what I felt before was tremendous. So I, the thought came to me, forget about sleeping here a, a night. I couldn't stay here five more minutes. So I called out to her. She was still around the corner in the hallway waiting for me. And I said, did someone die in this house? Did someone die in this room? Hmm. She met me in the hallway and she had a V-neck uh, shirt on. She was red as a pepper. And she said, I'm selling the house for my best friends. Both parents died of cancer in there, weeks apart. Wow. So I just, so I decided not to, not to buy the house, but it wasn't so much that what was there. There was an issue apparently with the property line in the back, but also I thought it was so fresh. That energy was so fresh um, to be able to clear it might take a while and there might be some residual stuff. And, you know, I've already, I've had my, sh my, you know, my fair share of paranormal experiences and I just didn't, I wanted uh, something more neutral uh, but she was astounded uh, that I picked up on that. And I was actually uh, taken aback. So it seems like these beings weren't necessarily negative beings. But if there are some out there, do we need protection from them? And if so, how would we do that? So the way to protect yourself is a few things, is to understand that as long as you're centered and you understand that these lower frequencies have no power over you because they, they need fear to sort of create attachments. So if you're centered, if you're anchored in the present moment and you're aware of these things and you, you could actually, you know, send them packing by literally saying, you know, for example, in a house, I cast you out, open up a door and, and tell them to leave. Um, sage is another thing, but as long as you understand that if, if you're not reacting to them, they can't sort of attach to you. So it's, it's, it's approaching it with a spirit of, uh, fearlessness. What do you think separates us from the spiritual world? Um, the only thing that separates us is uh, the conditioning of the thinking mind. That is the veil. 
So when we uh, tune into that, that frequency of inner stillness, that is that dimension within us uh, that is universal consciousness. And it's th operating uh, through that frequency, your senses are incredibly heightened and you experience things like telepathy, clairvoyance, uh, you know, precognition, you're able to sense, uh, you know, lower frequency energies. Um, and then you're also be, you're able to tune into greater understandings and wisdom uh, because that inner stillness is a reflection of the mind of source or, or, you know, the universal consciousness. What about when we are asleep? I, I wish I could comment on that because I, I'm going to start by saying um, for the past 15 years since my shift, I would be lucky if I've gotten two or three hours of sleep at night. Um, but but when you when you go to sleep, um, you know, people are, are going into that dreaming state. But the thing is, as we're uh, as people are falling asleep, that's actually where they're quieting the mind more. And that allows people to, to, to drift off. So that's actually, you know. But uh, once, once you're asleep, I mean, we experience things like um, astral travel. Sometimes we remember, sometimes we don't. Um, but, but I like to refer, uh, you know, and, and other teachers have referred to this as well, that the, the, the thinking mind in one sense is that dreaming state. And the awakening, the only awakening is, is realizing who you are relative to that uh, thinking mind. So there's, there's a perfection in it all. And, and I, I mentioned this, especially in Open Your Third Eye, there is nothing wrong with, with that egoic mind. It, it's what we need to navigate this world. It's, it's, it, we need those emotions because they are emotional indicators. But there may come a time where that emotional density becomes so heavy. Uh, I, I want everyone to know that there is another consciousness already present within us and it's that vibrational frequency of inner stillness. Can you provide my audience tips on how to react and respond to paranormal experiences? Absolutely. So the, with paranormal experiences, um, the first and foremost thing is when you experience them, for example, let's say an apparition or a shadow being, the first thing is to remember to be centered, number one. Number two, I would advise not to engage in the sense uh, you know, welcoming them or saying something like, who are you? That tends to open the door to attachments. Um, I'll, I'll give a, a, a nice example of, of um, how, how I dealt with the, this one. Well, there's three apparitions one evening. So this is after I made the shift and I was living in a semi, uh, cross street from a cemetery in Burlington, Ontario. And this one evening, again, I was, I crashed in the family room and I awoke to the chattering of, of teeth. As I turned around, there were three five foot hooded beings walking toward me quite frenetically without fear, but sort of shock at what I was looking at. I stood up, grabbed my pillow and swung it, went right through them. So I jumped up, walked towards them and they vanished in my consciousness. They just disappeared and never saw them again. I went on to experience a couple other paranormal skirmishes there, but without that reaction, uh, you know, I went on to live there another three or four years. Without that reaction, there was really nothing to, to, that they could do to me. Um, 
So it's important to to come from a space that you are one with uh, the universe or source or God. And if you come from that awareness, that knowingness, um, you pretty much you're protected in that sense. Do you think also showing no fear helps? Uh, absolutely. So so you have to you have like I said you have to be centered. It's one thing to be okay surprised, you know, like what is this doing here? But it, mm. it's, if you're having a severe reaction that's that's the energy that they, they absolutely like to cling to. So you want to uh, be centered and and observe if you can rather than react. So it sounds like to me people should all be cautious of energetic beings. They may seem friendly or you may be excited to see them, but you should, you know, be cautious around them. I would absolutely agree. Um, I've never gone looking for these experiences. Um, the, you know, the first one, uh, with, with, you know, just, you know, that sort of was the catalyst to my, uh, shift in consciousness. That was a blessing, uh, when you look back at it, cause that was the final straw. Uh, but the other experiences I've had, um, yeah, when, I, when I've become aware of them, for example, a shadow person, the minute they realize that I was centered and I wasn't going to react, they go packing, they disappear. They're, they're they're gone. So, um, yeah, I, I've never uh, once intentionally gone looking for them. They've just been sort of random occurrences, and um, you just approach it with uh, a centeredness. Since you have this inner stillness, do you think that leads to new abilities? I, I would I would ha- have to agree with that. It um, opens you up to being able to read energy information. Um, uh, I was sort of tapping into this in my teens without being fully aware of it. And I used to arrest uh, shoplifters. And when I used to hover near the front of the store with about 99% accuracy, I knew who was going to come in there and shoplift. Mm. It was uh, pretty, pretty bang on. It was, it was uh, just reading energy. And there's actually a chapter in the book where I discuss spiritual sonar. So it's, it's consciously sending out waves of energy and then just reading what comes back to you. Um, and you'd be surprised, you know, at what you can tune into and tap into. I'm running out of time, so I have to switch gears with you. Sure. Um, your book, where is it available at? So my latest book, uh, open your third eye, uh, activate your sixth chakra and develop your psychic abilities. That's available in bookstores, uh, of course, through Amazon. Um, and it's, it was published by Llewellyn worldwide. What are your other books? Uh, my other books, uh, I have The Healing Frequency, which I wrote a few years back, uh, Transform Your Life Through the Wisdom, Power, and Clarity of Inner Stillness. And then my first book is Challenge Your Thoughts, Healing Mind, Body, and Spirit with Truth. Again, those are all available uh, online. All right. Uh, what is your website and what kind of content can we find there? My website is julioconsiglio.com, J-I-U-L-I-O-C-O-N-S-I-G-L-I-O.com. There are articles there. There is a video that introduces uh, the healing frequency. And there are links to my Instagram and Twitter accounts and links to the books. After watching these podcasts, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or chit chat with you. Are you open to that? And if so, how should they reach you? Absolutely. They can uh, reach out to me through my website, julioconsiglio.com. I also offer... uh, individual teachings. So people who are looking to make that shift uh, into inner stillness, uh, I do offer that. 
it's been a little challenging in terms of larger groups, but uh, that's starting to open up here in Canada. But yeah. Do you have a YouTube channel? I have a YouTube channel, but I haven't been quite active with it. Uh, lately, I've been more active on Instagram. Uh, that, mm -hmm. that seems to be uh, my main one. Do you have anything else that you're working on that you want us to know about? Uh, yes. So uh, in the past uh, week or so, I've been working on the book I'm writing now, This these experiences um, with these ETs, with these UFOs, and that connection uh, that, that sort of unites us uh, through inner stillness. So uh, I'm working on that right now. Uh, some of it is, is communication with them. Uh, there are the experiences I've had with the triangles and these flashes of light. Um, so I'm very excited about that. All right. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Absolutely. Uh, I would say we need to realize that we are absolutely more powerful than we can imagine. And we need to realize uh, being human comes with experiencing fear and negative emotions but know that if you've come to a place where you've had your your fill of that know that there is a dimension of unchanging peace and its inner stillness already present within you it's only blanketed by thoughts and emotions so a teacher a spiritual teacher can add nothing to you it is a self-realization. We can point you towards it, make you realize that that dimension exists within you, and that's what creates that possibility for that shift. Julio, thank you for that message, and thank you again for being my guest today. I really appreciate you, and I wish you the best. Jeff, thank you so much. You are so gracious and kind. It was an absolute pleasure um, being interviewed by you. Thank you, and likewise. Have a great evening. You too. Thanks. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.